Right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're doing another episode in our Heaven at Hand series. It's been a while. The last one we did was on the 22nd of October. Uh, but I, I, I was just sharing with the team this morning is that it's very important that whenever we do a, a podcast, that we have the right person in the room. And I believe what this day is ordained, and you'll hear when you hear Samira's testimony, that and wait for that till the end. So please don't switch off, otherwise you're going to miss the best part of it. So uh, it's critical that we have the right people in the room, and I believe I'm so excited again to have everyone in, in the room. So last time we spoke about honor, Today we want to talk about gratefulness. Um, you see, we cannot enter the presence of God without being thankful yeah. and grateful. Yeah. It's really just, this is how you come into His presence. He is the King. Amen. Mm-hmm. So how do we cultivate the attitude of gratitude? And I think, I know it's a nice ring to it, but it's so critical. It's how do we create that attitude of gratitude? So whenever we our lives should speak of gratitude. And I believe this morning's podcast or today's podcast will help you. We're very privileged to have Samira Wistak with us today. Um, for those that watch our devotionals, she did one of our, she and her family actually did one of our devotions. And I really believe it blessed many people. I think they, they, we can say safely say that the family that lived their testimony. And I think if you can hear the testimonies today, I think that will speak volumes. So very welcome, Samira, with us. Uh, Thank you. So Thank good you. to have a, a lady in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be seated here with you guys. Yeah, Thank awesome, you. awesome. And you do know there's no pastors here. It's just Quibus and Don. It's, it's hard. I'm going to try this. <laughs> okay, it's just Quibus and Don. Yeah. And again, Quibus, Pastor Quibus. Um, Last time I'm going to say, Pastor, yeah, uh, thank you again for joining <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, as we much. said, we love doing this. Yeah. It's really a, it's a, it's such a blessing uh, to put these yeah. podcasts together. Thank you very much. And for those that don't know, I'm Don Turvey. I'm the senior pastor at Cross Culture City Church. Yeah. And uh, again, a privilege to be together. Amen. So let's jump Amen. into the topic of gratefulness. And, you know, if you look about gratefulness, it's actually a word that only started you know, quite, it wasn't uh, sort of a word at the time when Jesus was on earth. It was sort of a word that developed over time. But it really talks about thankfulness. Yeah. It's really about being thankful. So we're going to interchange these words, gratefulness, yeah. uh, being grateful, thankfulness. Yeah. So whenever we use any one of those words, it means the same thing. So I really want to start this morning, Samira, with your testimony and how you came to Christ. and Because I believe it will say something about you, but also about the living testimony that you live in your gratefulness in where you are at now. Okay. We'd really love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited to share it with you. So I must tell you, I have a passion for Jesus. I love him beyond anything under the sun. And as I said here, I'm just so grateful to be called the daughter of the Most High King. So um, if I'm grateful and thankful for anything, it's my salvation. And the fact that the most perfect man walked on the earth and the most perfect blood was shed upon a cross for the most imperfect person like me. 
So I am indeed thankful and grateful that I have Jesus as my father and my savior, and I feel like I can wear the crown and walk around mm-hmm. like he's princess. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful because I come from a Hindu background, and um, being a Hindu, I was taught to do prayers and worship idols and go to certain meetings and dress in a certain way and um, it um, very staunch. My entire family were Hindus and um, I was just taught that in my veins and my blood that is it. So when I was about 16 I, I had a very difficult childhood. I came from a background where my dad was an alcoholic, he abused my mom. Um, besides that he did not have a stable income, he didn't have employment. And we didn't know where the next plate of food would come from. Besides that, you would be concerned about a dad walking into a home who's going to throw things around or hit your mum, and you need to sit back and watch this. And because we were in that dilemma all the time, we were needy, and we were dependent on the family. And, you know, when you become too dependent, people get tired of it because how long do you assist a man who can't take care of his own children? And I could understand that at the age of 16. And I had one dream. And that one dream would be to live with my mom and my sister without any violence and afford a plate of food. And uh, just a roof of our head. And that was it. And I, at that age, didn't understand peace. And then I saw one of my mom's brothers who engaged and became, he was a new Christian, engaged with other Christian people. And they had little services at home. And I was there one afternoon, and there was a pastor, and I was a very scared little child because of the environment we came from. I would—I was not an extrovert. I was an introvert. I was behind my mom all the time. And the man prayed, and I heard this prayer, and he, I was standing on a corner, and he said to me, come closer, let me pray for you. As he put his hand over me, and he started praying, I saw a light, and I, I've never seen, if you've seen LED lights, it's a brighter than that, right? I've never seen a bright light in my life. And I knew then, I knew it in, in, in the pit of my being, that this was Jesus. This was something that is calling me unto the Lord. And I met with an accident when I was 13 years old. I lost my grand, my uncle, my aunt, and two cousins in that one accident. And I was not traumatized by it. I went through the normal pain, and... At that age of 13, there was a voice that spoke to me that said, get out of this car, you will make it. And today I'm convinced that was Jesus because he knew me when I was formed in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And then I was saved at 16. And I, I, I can explain to you, but I think you have this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that personal relationship is an experience. It's out of this world. It's, I mean, I fell in love with my husband uh, over and over. And I always say to him, but that, that experience I had about falling in love with Jesus is something yeah. far and set apart. Yeah. So that had set apart my life. And then if I, if I just look at life, never afforded, I couldn't afford to study. I couldn't afford a tertiary education, but I did start working. I started working as a um, sales lady at the Glen at a shoe shop, and I earned 80 grand a day, and I didn't have a decent pair of shoes because I couldn't afford it. And slowly but surely, God opened doors that I couldn't imagine. His blessings have come to a point where I've got tertiary education now. I work for a financial house. I am... I hold a position that has authority, and I thank God for that. And I could never, in my wildest dreams, think I would have my own home one day. I would have, I would have a father that loves my children 
the way my heavenly father loves me sure. because I never experienced an earthly father's love and yeah. and past okay I've always said to you that when you speak it sounds like it's coming from an earthly father and I, I receive the words that you preach mm. and I tell you I see it actively taking sure. place in my life it's active yeah. it's not dormant yeah and so God has seen us through so many things. He's given me an amazing, amazing husband who can, I say to him, you have fulfilled a wish for my daughter that she will always have that man by her side because I don't have that. And only Jesus could answer that because it was my decision at the end of the, the day to marry this man who can raise children in a godly manner. And God just opened doors. We have so much. I don't have to worry about a plate of food because the Lord's taking care of it and he'll take care of it, I know, forever. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for being saved by Jesus. My salvation means a lot to me today. Wow, amen. Wow, wow, that's powerful. I think, you know, for me, it's a testimony. We talked about it before that you know, we can talk about scripture and, you know, what scripture means for us, but testimony is so powerful because it talks about your own experience. And I think we're going to share a bit more about testimony in our own lives and uh, just how excited we are. I mean, from my side, I mean, I'm, you know, the last, let's call it the last month or three, it's really just the principle of gratefulness has been so overwhelming for me. You know, I recall you know, the, the whole country praying for rain. Mm. And um, last year, and there's so many places in our country that was dry. Yeah. And then you start seeing how the Lord fills up dams. I mean, it was just the one dam after yeah. another, after right. the another, after another, you see dams overflowing. And it so speaks of just God's overflow and just God's blessing. Mm. And, and I was just, I'm just filled with awe it's just how God amazing he is. And we, he yeah. can put a river in a desert. Yeah. And how many times have we seen those videos yeah. of literally there hasn't been water. And some of them, well, people can't even remember when there was ever water there. Yeah. And suddenly you see a water in the desert, you know, and streams in the wasteland. And you just see God bringing his word in a physical way to earth. And, I'm, mm. and, I, and this is my desire and call and expectation is that people in South Africa will be filled with gratefulness yeah. and just thank the Lord, I can't make rain. I don't yeah. know anyone that can make rain, but only the Lord can reign on earth and he reigns over the godly and the ungodly. Yes. And that to me again talks about his goodness. He's just so good. He's just so good. So Quibus, I mean, yeah. if you can just come in there and just share with us, you know, some of the principles of gratefulness. And... Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's so foundational uh, to, you know, to us as Christians, um, children of God, that, that, we, that we, uh, are grateful. we are grateful. We, we say thank you for the cross. Amen. Amen. There's, there's a song from, uh, from uh, Matt Redman. I just love singing that song. And it says, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Yes. Mm. And uh, so I think this is so foundational. And I, I, I think about this this one scripture. Uh, it's, it's in uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. And uh, uh, Paul writes as he says, always be joyful. Mm-hmm. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Mm. 
And then he says, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And uh, this is such a powerful scripture. Do you um, want to know what the will is? Yes, do you, yeah, do, you, is. <laughs> do you want to know what the will of God is for your life? Step one, say thank you. Amen. Amen. Start there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, thankfulness is, is the place where we start. Mm. Um, and, it, and, and it speaks about being in a relationship with Jesus. Mm. Uh, Which is what she said. Yes, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's in this context of a heavenly father with his children. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, look, we, we're all parents in the room, yeah. and uh, I think about my own kids, and you know, sometimes uh, every now and again, you kind of find yourself in a position where <laughs> where it feels to you as if as if your children are not thankful yeah like you do something for them you buy something for them or you or it's not you, good enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do something nice but it's just not good enough and, and it comes across as that be, being very ungrateful mm. and uh, i don't know about you guys but that doesn't sit well with me yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you, you you feel irritated you and you feel you know angry i suppose and frustrated and you know you you kind of want to say just say thank you, you know, yeah. <laughs> for what you have. And uh, now if this is true uh, for us uh, on, a, on an earthly level with our kids, um, I, I, I'm just so convinced that, that, that in this amazing relationship with our Heavenly Father that, that we should say thank you. Yeah, what, what, what is the will of God for your life? Say thank you. Yes. yes. Amen. You know? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And you know, just like you said, Kervis, uh, the thing is, and you, you go out of your way to do things for the kids. And why did you get me that color instead? Yeah. You know, and you think, oh, I thought that would have just settled well with you. And can you imagine how God feels when we're not thankful? Yeah. And based on Thessalonians, what you said about be joyful always and also be thankful is, um, I was thinking, how many times have we sat down and asked, God, what is your will for us? What is your will? Should we take a certain job? Should we move to another city? Should we uh, change university? But there's one thing we know for sure, yeah. that his will is that we be thankful to him. Yeah. That's an absolute sure thing, that we have to be thankful. Yeah. And, and yes, God will guide us. God yeah. will guide us and lead us in, in those things. And yes. let's start by saying thank you. You know, I sometimes it feels to me as if... Uh, you know, we can focus uh, on the things that we think we should have or we ought to have. And we miss out on everything that God has already given us. Yeah. And there's a shift in focus. But if, but if we can just look at the wonderful things God has blessed us with, yeah. and that's a good place to start, right? Yes. But maybe we should jump to, and I, I think yeah, that's one of the scriptures you want to focus on, Psalm 100. Yes. Uh, maybe let's just go there. Because for me, that really opens up my heart yeah. as a parent, yeah. you know, and if, if, if people are really thankful, it's almost like you want to do more. Absolutely. Hey, isn't that true? Yeah, that's right. It's almost like, can I do more for you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, more. Yeah. yeah. Yes, let's get into the psalm. Um, so, like you said, it's Psalm 100 verse 4, and it clearly states, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Yeah. Now, there it says, God wants us to start off anything by being thankful because he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And that mm -hmm. means that we should come with a 
thankful attitude. And as a believer in Christ, I mean, all of us believe in him, and um, we believe that God is the king, he is the Lord, and therefore we should do what he asks us to do. And the word clearly says, yeah. come into my courts with thanksgiving. And this is the reason that we actually start our praise with praise and worship before you get to a sermon, because we come with thanksgiving, yeah. we praise yeah. his name. Yeah. I think it's powerful. Because I think the, the other aspect of thankfulness is peace. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. Uh, uh, something that I've, that I've picked up on uh, is this idea that uh, uh, gratefulness or thankfulness uh, seems to be uh, linked to having peace or receiving peace from God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Paul writes about this on, on, a, on a few different occasions. He actually writes about this idea. Um, that when we are thankful, when we say thank you, when we are grateful, we receive God's peace. Yeah. And it's almost like these two are linked. Yes. But uh, but if you are if you are ungrateful and you don't say thank you, it's, then it's almost like then you don't have peace. Mm. You know. It's powerful. And uh, so um, the the one scripture that I just want to read uh, really spells it out best for me. Um, this is Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Um, Paul writes this, this um, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And tell God what you need. And then listen to this part. It says, and thank Him for all He has done. And then here's the, the next words, right? Then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking just the, the connection between asking and thankfulness. Yeah. Which we just said. Yeah. I mean, the, the moment you can ask, but there's a thankful heart, that's, that's when you receive. Mm -hmm. Without that, because that opens up the gateway. Absolutely. You enter His courts. You, it, you basically open the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, you know, it opens my heart so much more, the heart of God. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. So it just brings that peace. Uh, and, and, and just something to think about. Um, you know, maybe we've, we have felt, and I want to include myself in this, mm. that, that, we, that we would want to say to God, well, if you give me peace, I will thank you. Yeah. So it's almost like a condition. Yeah. But God is saying, no, it's the other way around. Absolutely. Thank me for what I've done. Yeah. And you will have peace. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way God works. And when you say it, it settles in my heart. Is We use the word peace so lightly. But when you have the peace of God with yeah. you, you have strength to face anything. Yeah. And, and it's not the peace that the world gives. Yeah. This is the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. Amen. It's, 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 it's something else. Yes. You have God's peace in your heart. Amazing. Yeah. And you just settled, you know, because peace links with, with trust, eh? True. It's really about that. Awesome. I'm just thinking about um, in, in, uh, in Psalm 23, where it really talks about whether, yeah, I mean, yeah, David just say, you know, it almost talks about the journey of life. It doesn't matter what you face in life is that the Lord is with you. 
Yeah. Uh, but to say goodness and mercy shall follow me and all the days of my life and I will dwell in, dwell in the house of the Lord. But it talks about just the thankfulness of what God has done in his life. And I think David had the experience um, in his life where he faced trials and tribulations and the Lord was always there. And because of his thankful heart, he could see God coming through for him. There's a protection. There's the, you know, against his enemies, there's food on the table, there's, there's provision, there's the Lord will take me to that quiet place and the quiet. So he had the understanding of the shepherd and the sheep and that the sheep's dependent on the shepherd. And, you know, I haven't seen an ungrateful sheep. Have you, you know? <laughs> Because the sheep knows that where the shepherd is going to take him, that's going to be a good pasture. Yes. So there's that trust, that peace, but it's also that thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And I will follow my shepherd. Um, and I think for me, the, just the, to know that the Lord is caring for me every day yeah. and he's looking out for me, that brings a gratefulness. And, Absolutely. You know, I, I, I actually reflected on the other day it's been 40 years since I accepted the Lord as my Savior wow. on the 10th of January. And if I look back at that 40 years and I just see how God came through for me every time. Yeah. And, and, and I just thank the Lord that one, I'm alive, that I've got a family. And, you know, literally this morning I woke up early hours in the morning and I just, I start thanking the Lord for my family. You know, my extended family, my father and mother that's no longer here, but the fact that I had them. We've got so much to thank the Lord for. We can just carry on the whole day. And, you know, we can just carry on and on. And I think that's where the whole, almost, it needs to be part of our life, is to be thankful. But it does something to one if you're thankful. Because it, it brightens up your life. Not that I'd never moaned in my life, I have done a lot. Moaning and groaning, I actually asked the Lord for forgiveness this morning because it was a time last year where I really groaned and moaned at Him mm. on certain things and then things turned around and I really started thanking Him yeah. and the Lord came through in amazing ways. And, um, so I think it's really just something that I believe it must become part of our life. Great. So whenever there's a moan and a groan, that that could be turned around into a thankfulness. Rubens, maybe if you can just talk a bit to us about the corporate side of thankfulness. I mean, yes, I must thank the Lord on my own. Yeah. What does it mean if I thank the Lord on a corporate level? So the, there was a scripture that I that I was just reading. Uh, this is in Psalms uh, 95, uh, verse 1 and 2. Uh, something that just really gripped me. Um, you know, even, even in this time specifically, Don, we... We, uh, with the COVID regulations and so forth, that um, you know, there were times that we as a church could not be together in the same room, mm. and we had to make use of YouTube and so forth and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, church is people, yeah. Yeah. and that's never going to go away. Mm. And we need to meet together in the same place at the same time. And that's never going to change. That's God's design. That's how we want, He wanted it. He designed it this way. And, uh, you know, 
as of late, we were able to have smaller meetings and so forth. And it just, it just, uh, I was just so aware of this idea of being corporately together. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's one thing to go in secret behind a closed door to your heavenly father mm. and to thank him. Yeah. But there's something else that happens when we are corporately together and there's corporate thanksgiving. And all of us together in one room say thank you to the Lord. And in that corporate thanksgiving, the Lord releases corporately. And that's never going to go away. That will never be replaced. Because the Lord moves in a special way when we gather. Amen. Now let's let's read about this. This Psalms 95 verse 1 and 2. It says, come let us. You see, there's that word, us. This is us, church. Come let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving yeah. in our meetings. When we meet, let's together corporately say, Thank you, Lord, yeah. for your goodness. Yes. And then it says, Let us sing psalms of praise to Him. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. Yeah. Wow. Amen. You know, when you say that, I think about those prayer meetings that's happened in South Africa, the different stadiums, and yeah. then that big one that was out it's there. Time, it's time. It's time. It's time. Yes. Um, you know, where believers across the country came together just uh, to pray to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that let us, uh, now whether it's two or three or thousands or a million, it's the principle of leading us. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I was just reading, you know, we just read the scripture this morning at our staff meeting in Matthew 18, verse 18 and 19, which says, with two of you in a symphony of prayer, that oh. word symphony of prayer, meaning that you're actually doing things together. Yes. So there's a, you know, you're not over there and I'm here. So we, there's a symphony. God hears us. And he answers. Yeah. And I think that's what happened, what we see in our country. You know, when we prayed for rain, we pray against corruption. We so there's a symphony of prayer that comes yeah. that the Lord answers. And I believe as believers carry on in praying like that. Um, and being grateful. <laughs> yeah. That that will bring change. And we'll see the results. Yeah, and we're already seeing it, you know, in country. How awesome is that? It is. I'd like you to maybe share another scripture just on what the Lord is really on on, on, on thankfulness. Sure. Um, I've actually looked at Colossians 3 verse 17 and that says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus. Give thanks. And thanks comes again. Give thanks yeah. to God and the Father through Him. Once again, it just talks holistically about what we're saying. Um, it says that the theme of what God wants from us is be grateful and be thankful. So He's not asking for much. <laughs> we need to be grateful and thankful. In whatever you do. In whatever you do. Yeah. In word or deed. Yeah. So, how do you pronounce gratefulness in deed? It says in word or deed. So it's one thing to say thank you. How do you do it in deed? 
It's all about that. <laughs> so, military action, it's not silent. Yeah. Indeed, it's like... Doing your, your, your life, you live it. You exactly. live it out. So yeah. you're not silent and people, <clears throat> excuse me, can see it. You must yeah. live it. Well, I, I, I remember, uh, you know, when I just got saved, first got saved. Mm. I, I remember having this, this idea of, you know, how will I ever be able to, to say thank you to God for the cross? Words, words will never be enough to say thank you. Mm. And, the, and the only conclusion I could get was, was to live a life that said thank you. Amen. Amen. Was to live in such a way that my deeds and actions said thank you for yeah. the cross. Yeah. And that to me was such a pivotal moment in my walk with God that I had such a desire to say thank you, but I knew that my words were inferior. To, just to pray thank you felt like... It doesn't feel it like felt it's like enough. That's the drop in the yeah. ocean of, of how I feel. Yes. You know, that the feeling of gratefulness. And the only thing I could come up with was, well, I'm going to use every day to say thank you with my lifestyle, with my, my words and actions and deeds. Yeah, Paul says it's a living sacrifice. Yeah. So submit your bodies as a living sacrifice. Basically, give your life, all of it. Yeah. That's the least of your worship. Yeah. That's the least thing that you can do, like you say. Our words won't be enough. No, uh, I identify with what both of you are saying, especially with the fact that we live our lives every day. So yeah. that means we can't be invisible. We have to be very visible. And we need yeah. to remember that as we are thankful and grateful, that sustains our joy and our peace. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Jesus was a prime example of living a life of thankfulness. Yeah. No, for sure. Look, I... I think we can all agree that uh, Christ is our example. Yes. Amen. And we look to Christ, uh, we, we look at his life, we look at his words and deeds, and, and we follow his example. Mm. And uh, so when I was thinking about this idea of being grateful, uh, there's this amazing example. Um, this is in John chapter 11. Uh, it's, it's right about verse 41. It's really the second part of verse 41. Uh, now Jesus is he's, he's about to raise uh, Lazarus from, from the grave, so he's about to resurrect the person. <laughs> it's quite a big deal. Yeah. And uh, so Jesus then prays. So, so he's at the tomb of Lazarus uh, and he prays, but he, but he starts off by praying these words. He says, uh, uh, Father, I thank you mm. that you have heard me. I thank you that you always listen when I pray. Wow. So Jesus is about to perform this mind-blowing miracle yes. by raising a dead person back to life. I don't know if you've ever tried it. But it's, <laughs> uh, so, you know... I've tried it. Yeah. So uh, Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the grave. He's, he's opening words. Father, I thank you. Sure. That you always hear me when I pray. Yeah. And there's, there's our example right there. So in your prayer life, May your prayer life be full, filled with gratitude. Mm. May that be the place you start when you pray. Yes. Father, I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. Sure. You know, I think of, um, you know, when Jesus healed people and how they responded. 
in Luke 17, um, he was there was ten leopards, lepers, sorry, not leopards, <laughs> lepers, yeah. who stood at a diff distance and, and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. So they went, and they were all, as they walked, and they don't say how far they walked, but as they walked, they were cleansed, okay? And one came back, and this was the Samaritan, he says, and he came back, um, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were, were there not ten left? Ten cleansed, where are the other nine? Okay. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So there was an expectation from Jesus that when he was, that they would be healed, that they would come and give thanks. But there was one guy that came, came back and he said to him, rise and go your way, your faith has made you whole. So something else happened here with this guy. The others were cleansed, they were obviously healed. But this person that came back, it was, he was made whole, the word says. Yes. There was something more that happened to him. He actually, they got, I don't know if you can put it in percentage, maybe they got 70% of it. He got 100. Absolutely. Because he came back and, and, and came back praising yeah. and answering and, and thanking the Lord. And I just think about everything we have in life. And, and I don't want to have 60 or 70%. I want all of it. Yeah. So the only way to get all of it, not in the sense of, you know, like it's a slot machine, but it's really a, is to thank the Lord. Because it actually brings everything to a conclusion. But it's also honoring the Lord. It's because He's the one that did it. You know, it's not just about, you know, my little walk down to the priest that made the difference. It was ultimately Him that did it. Yeah. Uh, the other point I'd like to raise is just the whole concept of thankfulness and generosity. You know, there's a scripture that says, if I can quickly find it here, that, uh, that links gratitude and generosity. It talks about, in 2 Corinthians 9, it says, He supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, will supply and multiply your seeds for sowing. And, uh, and in, the, in the scripture, it's, you see that thankfulness leads to generosity. Mm. Um, so they were thanking Paul for what Paul did in their life. Yeah. And that, gen, that thankfulness actually create, created a generosity in their hearts yes. so that they could bless him. And then Paul returned that blessing with another blessing. It was almost like, yeah. you know, you give, there's a blessing, you know, so it actually never stops. And I, I realized that in life, that when God blesses you, it's not only for yourself. We know that. Mm. It's for our blessing to pass to others. Yeah, to be a blessing. Yes. To be a blessing. Yeah. So that's also one of the ways of showing it indeed. Yes. So as you receive from the Lord, you give it out to others. And because, well, it basically talks about love. So you consider others above yourself. So that as that giving, the thankfulness creates generosity, yeah. which really, that's the heart of God. God is a generous God. Just look around. Everything, what He does is an overflow. True. He's a generous God, and what opens that 
the gateway is that thankfulness, as we just heard. And I believe that that is a key for believers. It's a key for people, well, I think for every person. Um, I don't know how about you and what you find. If you're among, or in, in, the, in the discussion, or in the, in the company, rather, of a person that's ungrateful, it's very taxing. It is. It is draining. It is actually, when you leave the conversation, you feel drained. You feel, you know. But when you're in a conversation with someone that's grateful, you know, you know in our congregation, I visited one of, one of the very old people in our congregation, I mean, well in their 80s, and all they can talk about how grateful they are. You walk away from that conversation, you think, this person, I'm sure there must be an ailment or two or whatever, mm. but there's so much thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. You feel uplifted. You feel it mm. does something to you. And the whole countenance say it. Isn't it so? Yeah. I mean, it's like your whole countenance say it. So I think it's, it's critical, you know, in how we live. Yes. And you, you want to be a sour one, then be ungrateful. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other scripture that you want to bring to mind. Because I really want to end today with your testimony, <laughs> Samira. <laughs> and, I, and I hope the, the listeners and, and the viewers are still around to not miss this. But are there any other closing comments you want to make around? Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, uh, Don. You know, I, I agree with that. I, I've gotten myself into this habit of when I, when I feel a bit overwhelmed, when I when I feel a bit anxious or stressed out or when I'm unhappy about something or feel frustrated, what I will do is I will, I will sit down and, and just uh, calm down and then I would, I would thank God for 10 things. So I put up my fingers in front of me like this and I thank God for 10 things. I named them. So thank you Lord for my wife. Thank you that she's amazing. Thank you for my kids. Thank you that I have a roof over my head. And I tell you by the time I get to 6 and 7 and 8, I can already feel how the how the mood is changing, how yes. the how the load is lifted. So by the time I get to ten, I can already feel the Holy Spirit working in me, working in my circumstances. And so that's something that I've that I've been doing, um, and I, and I want to put that as a challenge. I want to challenge those who are watching, those who are listening. Yes. Uh, if you find yourself in a in a, in a in a tough spot, maybe you received some bad news, or you were hoping for something, or there was some kind of a disappointment. Just do this, just take a minute and put your hands in front of you and your 10 fingers and you just thank the Lord for 10 things. Yeah. And name them, name them before the Lord. Say, thank you for this God. Thank you that I'm healthy. Thank you that I have a bed. Thank you that I, that I have people that love me. And you thank them. Yeah. And give this a try and you will see the Lord, how the Lord brings peace into your heart. But we started off talking about an attitude of gratitude and I think how do you cultivate that? And I think what you're saying is that this is not something that's just going to happen with you. Yeah. This is a conscious decision you that you're going to make. Yeah. You need to be intentional with yeah. this. Yes. They say it takes about 21 days yeah. to create a habit. To get that habit. So if you can get yourself, let's call it the 21 day challenge. Yeah. If you're a person that always moans and groans or you yeah. find yourself that, is to actually take this challenge and say, listen, for the next 21 days, yeah. wake up every day, or even when you 
yeah. you feel a bit down or whatever, start thanking the Lord for things, yeah. naming them, yeah. and you're going to see a change in your life. Yes. You'll see the change. And then these scriptures will then come alive. Don't read them again, but make and, it. And you will have God's peace. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I think, uh, as you say, count your blessings on yeah, your fingers. Count your blessings. I, you will resonate with this because I think you will have the guitar closer than any one of us would have it. Is I also find that as, if I can just find the space, and I've got I've downloaded music, and most people do on their phone, and I just play one praise or worship song, yeah. and it reminds me to go back to worship and understand that it, it's God's will. So and become thankful for every single thing. I think that just helps so much more in terms of getting my soul to a place where I just resonate with the music that um, reminds me of my. I need to be thankful to my father. Amen. Amen. Now let's get to that testimony. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot after prayers. <laughs> so yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's fresh. Yeah. It is. It is. So. Um, I, last week, uh, we had a conversation, Pastor Don and I, I'm sorry, Pastor Don, Don and I had a conversation and um, he asked me how things going, so um, I moaned and groaned a little bit to him and I uh, said to him, things are okay, everybody's well, I'm glad, I'm grateful that we're healthy, but there's certain challenges that I have and one is that business has been affected over COVID and the second one is the school. So I said, I said to him, you know, those are heavy things in my heart and he said, in return, but you know, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Now, we've heard that. I've heard it over and over during my walk um, in, in, in my life. And when he said it, something hit home. And I said, yes, you're right. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And after that conversation, um, I then said to the Lord, I said, all of these things that are hindering me and is heavy on my heart, I am laying it down now because you said that all my burdens I should lay down. It's, God's yoke is so much easier. So I decided, I'm going to lay it down, and Lord, you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And every evening, um, my family and I pray. So sometimes it will be later than others. And before we pray, we, we praise and we worship God, and then we pray together. And recently, it's we, we, we tend to take communion more often than we ever did. And uh, as we did that, uh, that night, uh, we normally have turns and I said to the children, please let me pray again. And they looked at me and said, see you again. He says, please let me pray. Because then I just wanted to go before the Lord and say to him, Lord, thank you for the word of encouragement that came through Don. That said that he will make a way where there is no way. And now tonight I am leaving it at your feet and I am now releasing myself of it. And you're going to take control. Because and at that point in time, when I prayed, I realized I'm taking over job. The, the job that God's supposed to do. I'm not allowing him to do what he needs to do. Yeah. And then I said, no, release. You do, Father, what you think is best and what is in your will. And the story around the school was something that burdened me. As parents, you know, you want the best for your children. Yeah. And last year was a bit rough and we couldn't really afford school fees that are at a private school level any longer. We had to make difficult decisions. But... That decision was also brought before the Lord. It said, Lord, give me wisdom. Let me not be foolish to, to, to make the wrong decision. And as things panned out, it so happened. It's as if God led me. He, it's like he spoke to me. Get them out and do things differently. So I did. Uh, but our problem was, with our daughter, we had to register online. And they closed. 
online registration closed. So then I called the department and I said, what do we do directly? He said, no, you're going to have to wait for the late registration, which is only in December. And I cry on everybody else's shoulder. I get hold of the MEC. I tried my best. Nothing worked out. So eventually I left it and I said, okay, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave this now in God's hands. And knowing it's difficult. I mean, if you have it registered online, you're not going to go anywhere. 22nd of December came, I registered online. I never got any of the schools available that we wanted her to go to. And eventually, with a very heavy heart, I decided I would leave it till January. And then um, we, we still didn't get an answer. Two or three days later, after the phone call that you and I had and the encouragement, and I had GDE phoning me. I mean, come on, that doesn't happen. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Hold on a second. She said to me, Mrs. Mushta, which school was your daughter at? And I said to her, she's, what did you say was her results last year? And I said, well, she got the academic um, uh, uh, scroll, and I'm happy. With, she said, oh, okay. And what other positions did she, did she, was she in leadership? I said, yeah, she was head girl. She said, can you send me something? What I, what I failed to tell you was I asked the school to give me a testimonial and they refused. They said to me, the new school must ask for a profile. So I'm stuck because GDE is asking me for this. Mm. So I go back to her and I honestly say to her, here's my email, that they won't give it to me. And then she said to me, all right, give me a few days. She called me yesterday, said to me, will you please come and see me and I will help you out? And I was like, sure thing, yes, yes, yes. I eventually went to her office this morning. She greeted me, she asked me for the documents that I was supposed to give her. She wrote out a piece of form and she said to me, here's an acceptance letter, please go to the school. I was in awe because it was firstly a school that we had on the top of the list and then went to the second bit and said, okay, we won't get accepted. Let's just move to the fourth best. But God brought along something I could afford at a brilliant level. And I was, it was beyond and my imagination. was a waiting list. A waiting list of 1,500 people. Yes. And when I got there this morning, there were parents sitting on the pavement. There were parents with forms in their hands sitting on the pavement. The favor that I received, that I was able to walk in, speak to the lady, this was just God's favor. It could have never happened any other way. I mean, I, there was no one or nothing that could have come through for us, sure. but the Lord. Wow. He had favor, he opened those doors. My daughter still doesn't know where she's going right now, and I think now when I go home, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> and it's exciting because it's the school is a school that when I walked in, it was neat, it was clean. The lady that greeted me, greeted me with such a humble attitude. I won't be surprised she's saved, and she's the daughter of the most high king as well. Because I didn't expect that welcome. I expected the whole process to be very difficult. And she greeted me and said, oh, yes, let me help you. And she walked with me two blocks down to get to some little um, store that they have for me to get a shirt. She walked with me. She had a conversation with me. I spoke about uh, about you, Gervis, and I said, oh, I think, I'm not sure, but... Uh, his kids go here and I think, so I still spoke about you and I said, 
You know, you, you, there's a kid that was here last year that also that I knew went through. But the attitude, the humbleness from these type of people, yeah. it, 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 it's a very far and few between. Like we spoke about when we have gratefulness and we have thankfulness. When you yeah. engage in a conversation with somebody like that, it uplifts you. It yeah. brings out the positive side. You can speak to somebody for hours on end. But when you speak to somebody who's not grateful and not thankful, you, you can't seem to be in that space for that while. And only the Lord could have brought that atmosphere together that didn't make me feel left out. It didn't make me feel like a bad parent that I'm unable to give my child what she needs. Because I know that next week when she walks in there, that she's going to have the same spirit that's on her. And that she's going to walk into a place that's safe with people that have good attitudes and have an attitude of, such humbleness, I can't explain to you. I'm so grateful and thankful to God. He brought this through where I never thought, I thought my child's gonna miss out on the first day of school. But he, he just, he, he, he's again my knight in shining armor. And I just thank yeah. Jesus for what he did. So wow, yeah, awesome. that is my <laughs> testimony about things that he, you know, when you yeah. say he can make the impossible possible. Yeah. With the processes we know that we have to follow right now, this yeah. was making impossible possible. Yes. Streams in the waste now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's so many testimonies out there of, of just of God's goodness. and uh, But to complete the process, to thank Him. Yes. And, um, and also tonight, when you get together as a family, as Lena, your daughter, let him pray. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will. Let her so, say, listen, this is time for you now to say thank you to the Lord absolutely. for opening a door and you jump the queue of 1,500 others in yes, the front. Yes. That's favor. Uh, Pastor, that's not the only favor. My son's in grade two. I didn't have to do the online. There's 1,200 people on the waiting list. I applied two weeks before that. I got an acceptance three weeks later. So that was like, oh, okay, yeah. Lord, thank you. But because I didn't struggle, I didn't realize how being this thankful should have been then in yeah. November. But when I struggle now, I realize it. And uh, my daughter did say to me, Mom, tomorrow night, can we have like a praise and worship blow up in this house? And I said, yes, not knowing that this type of blessing, you deserve to have a party at home. Yeah. You're going to have that praise party at home. But last and not least, I do want to thank you personally for encouraging me and always encouraging me. Because it seems like you say, when we have these blessings in our life and we overflow, your blessings overflow to me. And I, I am grateful and I'm thankful for that. And God put you in a position in my life to encourage me. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This has been an exciting time. You can't believe it. I don't know, I think it's almost an hour <laughs> that we've been at it. But it's really been good. I just want to again thank you, Samira, for being here this morning. Thank you for the testimony. And I know there's many, many more testimonies. And Quivers, thank you for just uh, yeah, that being consistent and being with us and looking forward to our next podcast and yeah. trusting the Lord is going to be an ordained time and ordained um, uh, invitation to someone to join us. Yeah. Thank, and you. thank you for making it special. It's wonderful to be with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I want to thank you for, for joining us this morning and thank you for just spending time with us and realizing that being grateful 
opens the heart of God. And that's really being going into the presence of the Lord, coming with the attitude of gratitude. Mm. And you'll just see your life will disappear. Ach, um, will change, not disappear. <laughs> <laughs> your life will change. And I mean, if you take on this challenge that Kuba's actually shared with us this morning, I believe it's going to change your life. Your whole attitude and, and your countenance will change the more you walk in thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. So thank you for being with us and God bless you. Looking forward to our next podcast. God bless. Amen. Amen.